This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is sponsored by Artbase. Did you know that Artbase is the best love software in the art world? Artbase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art and your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports. Even use it on your iPad or iPhone at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy Artbase clients all over the world. Artbase is the right software for your art business. Visit artbase.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're joined by Jory Finkel, Los Angeles correspondent for the art newspaper and a regular contributor to the New York Times, to chat with us about the art scene in L.A. Jory, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Adam. You've written about the trend of galleries expanding into Los Angeles in order to protect their West Coast-based artists from joining local galleries or to scoop up L.A. artists without representation at home. Tell us a bit more about this movement you're observing lately. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I think we all know that there are very exciting artists who live in L.A. What I've been trying to point out and what I wrote about in this last article you mentioned is that these are also very valuable artists who live in L.A. And that's something that people, you know, with all the buzz you've just mentioned, um, something people are overlooking maybe in the buzz. So I wrote an article for the art newspaper. It was really an op-ed because it's one of those things where I was willing to stick out my neck, but it's hard to find a lot of people who will go on record saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an op-ed, a column um, called The Unspoken Reason Galleries Are Flocking to Los Angeles. And really, I was making the point that there are market reasons, business reasons, that galleries are opening in Los Angeles. It's not all fun in the sun, as they say. Tell us about some of the recent galleries that are moving there and uh, some of the artists there either uh, getting to join their roster or protecting uh, from others potentially uh, moving to other galleries. So the galleries that everyone's talking about right now in Los Angeles, the galleries that are new to Los Angeles are Hauser, Worth, and Schimmel, which opened downtown in a great big space, and Spruce Moggers, which opened uh, in a space closer to LACMA. Um, But there are two other gallery openings that happened a few years ago that I think tell us a lot about what's going on. One is the opening of Matthew Marks um, here in West Hollywood. And the other was an opening of a gallery that's already closed and gone out of business here, which is L&M Arts. It was um, a joint venture between Dominique Levy in New York and Robert Dominique Levy and Robert Mnuchin of New York opening a gallery together here in L.A. Um, And if you look back at the history of L&M Arts, one of the most interesting things is how many artists they showed in L.A. who once they closed, didn't have representation here. We're talking about artists like Paul McCarthy, Barbara Kruger, um, Jenny Holzer is not an L.A. artist, but a major artist who you would think would be showing somewhere in, in L.A. and is not. Um, so, so we're talking about really big artists who don't necessarily have L.A. galleries. And that was one of the interesting things that I did for this article was I made a list of the artists in L.A., who don't have gallery representation here, um, or didn't, that is, after L&M closed. Um, so it really set the scene in some ways for, for galleries as big as Spruce Moggers and Hauserworth and Schimmel to move on in and, and really either build up or shore up their stable of artists. 
Um, I mean, we're talking about Mark Bradford. Mark Bradford hasn't had gallery representation in L.A. And so in some ways what happened here is that the L.A. artists have become bigger in stature and reputation than the galleries um, local to L.A., with the exception of Blum and Poe and Regan Projects, maybe. Um, so, so if Mark Bradford doesn't go to Regan Projects, doesn't go to Blum and Poe, where is he going to show in L.A.? Well, Hauserworth and Schimmel stepped in and provided an answer, and um, their opening here coincided with their taking over worldwide exclusive representation of Mark Bradford. Now, that is good business. Is this the primary reason behind the growth of galleries you've seen there, or are there other reasons to consider as well? I think there are all sorts of reasons. You know, just like we see all sorts of galleries opening here. They're not all high-end blue-chip galleries like Hauserworth and Schemmel. There are all sorts of reasons. Um, the weather is a reason. You know, people uh, like the fact that winter doesn't put them out of commission here. Um, and cheaper real estate gets cited as a reason um, by a lot of gallerists who are opening here. And I totally respect that, understand that. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's a very legitimate concern that when Gavin Brown helped Laura Owens open her big space downtown here, they were able to get a kind of space they could only dream about in New York. So uh, relatively cheap real estate um, has been a driving factor here. Um, but behind that are all the art schools and the important artists who live here and, you know, the kind of energy that you feel when you're visiting the art schools um, or when you're visiting the galleries. So I think there are a whole host of reasons that galleries would move to L.A. I just wanted to point out that there are business market reasons as well that have been overlooked in all the hype. With the increasing number of galleries and artists residing in Los Angeles, are we seeing the L.A. art collector community grow or transform at all? Yeah, the collectors. That's, that, that's, that's another thing that I wanted to point out, really, is that, you know, you might assume with galleries moving here that it, it says that there's a, a major collector base, you know, just waiting to be tapped. And that really hasn't been the case so far. And we can see that most dramatically with the art fairs that have tried their hands in L.A. I mean, Perry Photo had had great people behind it and a lot of energy, and it closed after how many, three or four years. FIAC never even got started here. Um, uh, one of the art, you know, the, the Armory Group had started a fair here that closed very quickly. Um, and then there's a small local fair, Art Los Angeles Contemporary, that seems to be getting more and more local and some ways smaller and less ambitious every year. Um, if there was a bigger collector base here, there wouldn't be such a hard, we wouldn't have such a hard time supporting one or two local art fairs. Um, so I think we're seeing incremental growth, but not the kind of transformative growth we're seeing in other segments of the L.A. art scene. The Broad Museum opened this past September in L.A. Thus far, how impactful has the museum's presence been on the art scene there? I would say very impactful um, in a couple ways. You know, the opening brought a lot of attention to the scene. So from a perception point of view, you know, I, I think um, in some ways the Broad has become a symbol of how much indeed is going on in L.A., from a practical standpoint, uh, the Broad brings a lot of energy and a lot of visitors 
to a particular stretch of downtown Los Angeles that had not felt very vital. Um, it could it could appear very empty at times. This stretch of Grand Avenue, you know, there was nowhere to eat really. There's um, nowhere to go after you go to the L.A. Phil to see Dudamel conduct a performance. Um, either before or after that, you would end up in a different neighborhood downtown. And now there, it's not just the Broad; it's that they put a restaurant there as well, OTM, which is doing quite well. Um, and it really directly, I think, helps MoCA across the street. And I think we'll see that when we look at MoCA's attendance figures from this year are going to be a lot stronger, I believe, than their attendance in the past. But I would say that the Broad, you know, is far from the only catalyst for change in L.A. If you look at the museum scene here, you would see museums over the last 10 or 20 years, museums in flux, museums in transformation. Look at what Michael Govan has been doing with LACMA and plans to do in terms of transforming the LACMA campus by tearing down three of the older buildings and having Peter Zumter do this new expansion. Um, or what Annie Philbin has done at the Hammer Museum, which used to be one of the small, small, scrappy little museums in town and is now bigger staff-wise than MOCA. Um, MOCA, of course, has been in flux for other reasons, financially among them. Um, the other thing you could look at is what the Getty has done with Pacific Standard Time, um, which was one of the first initiatives to involve so many local museums um, that it gave every local museum that participated. And we're talking about 50 museums got grants from the Getty to do shows on Southern California art a couple years ago. Um, it gave them all a boost in a certain way. Um, so so we, I think we've seen a lot of action on the part of the museums in town. The Broad, not the only one. We've, we've touched on, the ga- on museums in L.A., galleries and artists. I'm curious to what extent do you feel Los Angeles art scene has reached its potential? And it's often compared and contrasted versus New York City. How much closer can it get to competing with New York City as an art scene? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And it's something a lot of people have been talking about. L.A. versus New York, New York versus L.A. Um, I think we all have to recognize that New York is not going away. Um, everyone really wants to read the rise of L.A. as a commentary somehow on the decline of New York or the struggles of New York these days. But I think that's, I think that's rather false, um, that the U.S. is really big enough to have two truly interesting, great art cities, art centers, each great in their own way. I actually think that the rise of L.A., which is still continuing, and and so to answer your first question, no, L.A. has not reached its potential. I think there's, um, you know, a lot underway, and and we'll see that play out over the next 10 years. Um, So, But I think the rise of L.A. so far um, may say more. It's not the story we tell ourselves, but it may say more in some ways about the decline of some other cities um, in terms of as cultural centers. For example, San Francisco. Um, Although San Francisco has SFMOMA reopening soon, um, San Francisco is not going to draw the most talented art students in the future. When When LA has five art schools that feed into the galleries here, um, if you can get into an L.A. art school, why would you go to San Francisco? Um, and so that 
you know, that may be more of, um, it's, it's not as interesting maybe to compare those two cities, but you can see in some ways that the growth of L.A. coincides with San Francisco emptying out a bit as an art city. Um, and also Chicago and Santa Fe and all of these other cities that, you know, maybe 20 years ago considered themselves the second city in the U.S. Um, they have not grown in interesting ways um, and certainly not like Los Angeles has. Jory, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and providing us with a clearer perspective on what's going on in Los Angeles. If our listeners want to check out your articles, they can always read them in the art newspaper as well as in the New York Times. And you're also on Twitter, often tweeting about the art market and the art world. Uh, for our listeners who want to follow you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? It's easy. Jory Finkel. Um, so J-O-R-I-F-I-N-K-E-L. And thank you, Adam, for taking the time to talk about L.A. No problem. Thanks again, Jory. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again to ArtBase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Do you know that ArtBase is the best love software in the art world? That's because ArtBase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art and your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports. Even use it on your iPhone or iPad at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy ArtBase clients all over the world. ArtBase is the right software for your art business. Visit ArtBase.com to find out more.